Hi, I'm Shamar Griffith. And I'm Andrew Tahada. I am a blurred with a love for artwork and comics and animation. And I'm a freelance writer with a love for pretty much the same things. We grew up together and spent our formative years watching and talking about DC superhero shows and content. In fact, we still do. Every episode, we will discuss a film and its connection to the DC animated movie universe, compare it to its original source material, and share our thoughts on the adaptation. We've enjoyed our conversations these past couple of decades, and we think you will too. This is yet another DC Animated Podcast. Welcome to yet another episode of yet another DC Animated Podcast. My name is Shamar Griffith, codename Comic Shams. And I am Andrew Tejada, codename Arate. Andrew and I have known each other since 1996. That was the year The Rock started his wrestling career. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> that is the, that's when it started. Dwayne Johnson became a solid rock. <laughs> now, did you find that through the many, many episodes of Young, Young Rock? <laughs> did you have to watch that in order to understand our film for today? Well, if you watch episode 15, it, it's all there. It's all there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're talking about The Rock today, but rather a character he'll be playing. Um, this is a pet project of his that I feel like he's been prepping for since Scorpion King. <laughs> it all it all makes sense. It all makes sense. <laughs> but today we're not talking about the Rock's movie. We are talking about the character that he is very proud to play in his first animated adaptation called Superman Shazam: The Return of Black Adam. Uh this is a 2010 DC showcase. As a reminder, DC showcases are just quick little character profiles give you a chance to meet the hero or villain. Um, as we were going to see today. And this one ran for about just under 25 minutes. It's rated PG. So um, I guess that's already meaning that we can't say certain phrases and words. Uh, Directed by Joaquin Dos Santos, who, um, you know, keep an eye out for him because he's already directed so much stuff with JLU, the Avatar series, both Last Airbender and Legend of Korra, Voltron, and he's currently slated to be the co-director of the upcoming sequels to the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse films. This film has animation work by MOI Animation, so this is, again, a lot of standard Justice League, Justice League Unlimited kind of um, animation styles. However, they don't really look quite like them, but we do have a very similar cast as we have George Newbern, who is returning as Superman Clark Kent. Jerry O'Connell had a point in which he also voiced Superman in uh, the Death of Superman episode that we covered. But today he is voicing Shazam, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. Arnold Vosloo is Black Adam. Zach Callison is Billy Batson. We have James Garner, who's also voicing Shazam, but rather the wizard Shazam. Danica McKellar is Sally we have Kevin Michael Richardson, who um, I won't say his name. Man, didn't we just have a movie we talked about? Yeah. Kevin Michael Richardson. It's Kevin Michael Richardson time all the time. Uh, but yeah, we have Kevin Michael Richardson, who is um, voicing a character who I'll give the name to later on because I, I just find his name funny. Uh, and finally, Josh Keaton, who you know his voice as the spectacular Spider-Man in the series that we personally love. Um, today, he is the jerk that has the foolish chain on his neck. They, I kid you not, there is a character with the with a gold chain that just says foolish written on it. <laughs> Favorite character. Favorite <laughs> character. Breakout character. 
him and Tusk can do a team up movie <laughs> like Hobbs and Shaw, and it would be perfect. All right. Well, you know, oh, oh another rock reference. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, you said Arnold Vosloo yeah. as Black Adam. So that's a mummy reference, which is also a Scorpion King reference. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> they knew what they were doing. I'm telling you, the comic book writers, animation people, they, they live in the future. <laughs> They are in 3008. We are 2000 and late. <laughs> All right. Well, it is time for us to meet the wizard as we boom tube over, over to the beginning of Superman Shazam, The Return of Black Adam. Like any good movie, it starts with a meteor crash. <laughs> Just right away, something crashing towards Earth. And you know what? That's It's Black Adam, guys. Mm-hmm. Here he is. Um, do you, do you need an origin? Do you need a... No. He's in a meteor. He crashes to Earth. Get over it already. It's happening. But you know who does get an origin? Um, Billy Batson here. Because we immediately cut to... You know, again, this is PG, so we couldn't... T- we will tell you now that Black Adam killed some people. They couldn't do it in the film. But in the beginning of our film, we see that Billy Batson is living his Cinderella dream... In his bachelor pad, he has a pull-up bar where he's trying to, you know, do do a couple of morning exercises. But his whole place is just, there's nothing in there. And again, another Cinderella reference, he does have three rats that come up to him that he decides to feed. Because um, he's fine with it because he's heading on over to grab some free breakfast. Honestly, it's best that you ally with the rats in your situation. <laughs> Because you don't want to make them your enemies, so it's better than <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> Where they may or may not know ninjutsu. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. One of them could be Master Splinter. You don't know. It's possible in the DC universe. <laughs> so now we head on over to a diner where... Um, well, before we head on over to the diner, rather, Billy is, you know, just having a great old time. He says hi to the, um, you know, there's a, a lady that's standing outside there. Um, we know her profession, but again, it's PG. But um, he sees uh, a man who is standing outside. He's um, asking for some money. And one of the jerks, including the jerk with the foolish chain, is just picking on him, trying to steal the money from the guy. This is when Billy jumps in. He's telling them that... You know, you guys need to leave him alone. And he gets attacked, unfortunately, by the crew. And this leads into the guy who was getting his money stolen from him, helping Billy back up with a great moment of just like, you know, thank you for all your help. You know, I always see that you're trying to do good. So that's why he calls him captain in the um, in the film. And he also says that a true captain would give money to a man in need. <laughs> this sounds like a New York City hustle. <laughs> uh, so now we head on over to the diner where um, Billy, you know, with a fresh scar on his face, he goes to meet Clark Kent, who is apparently writing the story about the the struggles and the, the the issues that the children of Fawcett City are going through because they're all orphans, or as we know it, Batman's dream. Well, you know what. Uh, yeah, this is. <laughs> you say something. Yeah, why doesn't Batman just go to Fawcett City and recruit all the new Robins? I mean, this is the perfect place. And uh, yeah, this this kind of giving vibes of 
you know, in uh, in in Defenders, where Luke Cage is like, mm. Iron Fist, you have a billion dollars. Why are you not helping people? <laughs> it's like Superman. Is this the best use of your powers? Are you you gonna write a story about orphans and that's gonna help? I, I don't. I'm not quite sold on this line of thinking. But you know what? It's the thought that counts. And he meets Billy. And, you know, they're talking and developing this article, but there's not much time for that because this is 25 minutes long and Black Adam's got to show up. (laughs) So he does. And it's on site for him and against Billy. Again, this is a 20 minute long film. (laughs) And 19 of it was just spent with Black Adam whooping Butts. (laughs) Butts. <laughs> and it's wild because, um, you know, it's clear that Black Adam is chasing after Billy. He's calling him, saying things like, um, you know, he can sense the wizard's presence within him. Shout out to RIP to, um, to Hagrid right now. Cause, you know, like he, he it's, you know, it's a darker version of the Hagrid story, like trying to find the kid that has wizarding powers. So this entire time, the Billy's trying to escape. Superman, or rather Clark Kent, because he hasn't changed yet. He gets slapped through three buildings. <laughs> um, and this is when Clark decides, like, okay, let me actually change it to my uniform. Leading into a full-on battle where um, Clark and Superman is trying to stop Black Adam from grabbing Billy. This gives Billy the opportunity to run over to a train station where he once again meets the same man from earlier that he gave money to. Look, you're going to take a lot of morals and lessons from this movie, but the lesson you shouldn't take from this movie is that if you see the same homeless man and he meets you in the subway, that should be the end of it. You should get out of there. (laughs) But (laughs) fortunately for Billy, this turns out to be exactly what he needs because after passing out briefly, waking up in the subway... He finds himself right next to our favorite wizard, your favorite wizard, Hermione Gr- Oh, no. My, <laughs> notes, my note says the wizard Shazam, actually. That's who he meets. <laughs> uh, but speaking along with that Harry Potter reference, we realize that the wizard is as helpful as Dumbledore in, <laughs> in the Half-Blood Prince. Or rather, Order of the Phoenix. Actually, Order of the Phoenix. He was... Ooh, man, like at that point, Dumbledore actually should have been fired. Um, But here he addresses that, again, he is the reason why Black Adam is currently in this role in this world, because he gave Black Adam his powers uh, 5,000 years ago, realizing that Black Adam, again, I feel really bad about calling him Black Adam. I mean, his name is just Adam. Yeah. (laughs) You earned it. (laughs) But yeah, he... um, Uh, Black Adam started to use his powers for personal gain. So he decided to, instead of stripping him of the powers, he decided to send Black Adam away. So it will take him 5,000 years to travel back to Earth. And he figured that during this time, he can find somebody new who can take on his powers so that they can protect the world from his previous mistake. I mean... Bruce Wayne, <laughs> Hal Jordan, Barry Allen. They were they were all oh, right there. <laughs> even Wonder Woman. I mean, with the training alone, the, 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 the godly powers already. The, I don't know if there's like limitations to it, but I feel like super god powers is yeah. pretty, pretty set. 
I feel like there were other options. <laughs> I, I just, I, something in me says Billy wasn't the only one. <laughs> but you know what? Because of comic book storytelling and the fact that back then it was mostly kids who were probably reading these books, they had to make sure it was a kid that got all this newfound power. So he tells Billy that in order to bring forth his abilities to mock his um, Shazam powers, he must call forward the name of the wizard, which is Shazam. And he sends Billy back to the fight. Billy almost died previously during this fight. So when Black Adam sees him again, he's shocked that he survived. And this gives Billy an opportunity to frantically call out the name of the wizard because he doesn't understand at first why is it that he wasn't able to immediately attack Black Adam. But upon calling for the wizard again, this is when... He transforms into Captain Marvel, not the not the Marvel one, the actual DC one. Because <laughs> <laughs> of legal reasons, he's Shazam now, and he will be for the rest of this. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Shazam and Superman prove to be quite an alliance. Uh, Superman's definitely like, yo, Justice League, bro? Like, come on, like, you want to <laughs> hang out? Grab a pizza? Um, and similarly to a tag team match, where the wrestler is surprised at the last minute by <laughs> some oh, extra wrestling reference. There, there you go. <laughs> Black Adam is backed into a corner, so he's like, you know what? I don't need this dam anymore, and goes after a whole <laughs> ass dam. Yeah, so this means now that our uh, tag team champions here have to split up. So Superman goes forward to basically cause complete destruction of infrastructure. By trying to make sure that the the water coming from the dam doesn't take out any of the buildings. Um, and it's a full-on match now between Superman and the water. While um, Black Adam faces off against Shazam in an all-out battle where Shazam is pushed to his limits. To the point where Black Adam decides that the only way that he can actually survive this battle and take this W from Shazam is to include part- audience participation. So uh, he grabs a woman, holds her by the neck, and threatens to um, to kill her right in front of Shazam unless he changes back into his younger self. Yeah, this is just uh, this is just not playing by the the Black Adam rules, you know. Like steel chairs are fine, but whole hostages. And for a moment, it really looks like Black Adam has one. But Billy luckily has a friend in the skies. He has a blue boy scout backing up because Superman's like, I'm done being wet. And helps, <laughs> helps save the, the hostage, leaving Shazam free to take down Black Adam. And for a moment, it looks like Billy is like, you know what? I saw you snap a neck in Man of Steel, so why not? Let me just take care of Black Adam real quick. But Superman convinces him that even if you can change identities, it's not that hard. It's not that easy to stop being a murderer. So maybe, maybe no. Maybe don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And then what happens next? I, I don't even know how to explain <laughs> what happens next. <laughs> so I will give this film a bit of credit because they didn't go the uh, the true comic book route, which... um. Which I, I guess, uh, you know, probably would have confused people. But we have a full-on cameo appearance from Tony the Tiger. But, 
But no, because the um, the man that we saw from earlier, the person that Billy has been helping out this entire time, um, he reveals himself to be a familiar of the wizard. Um, it's now acknowledged now that the wizard did pass upon giving Billy the power of Shazam. Um, and this familiar is a is goes by the name of Mr. Talkie Tawny. No comment. No. <laughs> um, this is a actual comic book character. In the comics, he is more of an anthropomorphic lion or tiger um, who wears suits and hats. He has a bowler hat. In this movie, however, he is just a four-legged walking tiger where he addresses that he has been um, Billy's kind of like guardian presence. He is a chooser of superheroes and all that jazz. So now that the wizard is gone, he decides to take it upon himself to send Black Adam, once again, banish him instead of 5,000 years this time, 10,000 years. This is, I, I don't, I don't think this was the best approach, personally. Yeah. I think, like, if you're, if you're Black Adam in this scenario, you would pull an Icarus and just fly right into the sun. I exactly. mean, uh, it, it, it's a fate worse than death. <laughs> and, and that's what he agrees on. So he just decides, you know what? Never mind. Uh, he screams the title word and goes back uh, to his human form. But because he's been alive for so damn long, upon uh, going back to human, he dusts himself very much Infinity War style. And yeah, he's he's dead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, there's a lot of Marvel references in this one second. Because yeah. it was just like, my dude definitely pulled a Killmonger. Like, yeah. Yeah, just, like bury me. Bury um, me in the in Egypt sands. <laughs> that was the dust. Make sure, make sure if you ever get caught in the sandstorm, don't open too close. So you might get a taste of Black Adam. <laughs> but yeah, so Tawny, Talky Tawny decides that, you know, look at, you know what? It's whatever. And our movie is starting to wrap up here now because Superman recognizes um, it's unclear if he actually does know that um, Shazam and Billy are one and the same, I believe. But it does end now with Billy having a he wakes up the next day. He's like feeling so much greater about life. Um, You know, he walks out, he picks up a newspaper. The front page is talking about all the destruction, but on a byline a couple pages down, uh, Clark wrote about how all the work, or rather all the work that needs to be done in order to save these kids because in the face of adversity, these youth of Foss City are trying to overcome. And I was just like, that's probably not the best way to phrase that because it sounds like they're succeeding when they're feeding rats. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not a we shall overcome moment quite yet there, Clark Kent. <laughs> But now our movie ends because Billy gets cornered once again by um, Foolish, the Foolish Thug and um, his gang. And they're threatening to take him out. Um, that is the PG way I can, I can refer to it as. So he tells him, the, the Foolish Thug says, I'll give you a chance to speak. I just need you to say one word. And he says, before we even hear what that word is, we already see the lightning bolt in the sky. Well, see, first, that means the movie ends with him blowing his secret identity <laughs> and killing some people because there's no way in Shazam form that even the power of Foolish can stay alive for more than three seconds before he absolutely atomizes this man. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that is our short DC showcase um, storytelling of Black Adam. 
there wasn't much origin story about Black Adam in that film. Um, but overall, how'd you, how'd you feel about this one, Andrew? Well, the DVD cover art looks more lit, uh, than <laughs> the entire special. Look, we, we, it's hard to be too mean to it because it wasn't intended to be a full length movie. They only had 20 minutes, but I mean, could they have done something different with these 20 minutes? Probably. It's a weird setup. Uh, I think. For me, the whole Superman trying to save orphans plotline was unnecessary. Mm. Arguably, would have worked better with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's like Justice League ro- reserves, Robin reserves. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, I get it. You don't want to have too many people in this, but my, my RJ alteration right here is like, Batman is an orphan. Sure, Superman is very technically an orphan, but that is very technical. He has a mom and dad still mm-hmm. around, maybe, in this universe. Who knows? But, yeah, I think if you you put Batman in this, automatically I'm more interested. Because what is Batman going to do against Black <laughs> Adam? You know? I'm already invested. And he, easily he could call Superman for a cameo. And it, you still get the Superman shazam team up that you want but yeah i just think if you're gonna have orphans and superheroes call batman Mm -hmm. hell call call barry allen like (laughs) superman's not enough of an orphan for me um action was decent i'll say that Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah it's a 20 minute special and if you if you need some black adam here you go (laughs) That's how I feel about it. How about you? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty similar feelings about it too. Um, you know, it's not the. It doesn't have any context on like who Black Adam is. It's definitely a Shazam origin story, which um, I feel like we get a lot of through continuity. Like, there's very few animated adapt- adaptations of Black Adam. So this movie coming out, obviously, this is going to provide some more context on who he is and may inspire some things in the future. I also agree that like. Superman's purpose of writing an article about them didn't really make sense. It's like, I get it. You write the article, maybe help will come, but I need to read this article. Do you provide any like services, like any organizations that are trying to help the kids of Fawcett City? He's just raising awareness. Like, it's important to raise awareness, but like, bro, like, give us some more. And at this point, he could have actually, he would have done better and more if he just adopted Billy. <laughs> yeah, cut out the middleman, which would be an interesting plot line. Mm-hmm. Superman adopting Billy and Billy always hiding his changing from his dad. Right. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, yeah, as I think uh, when I was watching this, I thought back to a Justice League Unlimited episode. Mm-hmm. Might have been the original. Uh, but where we had this very interesting conflict of Shazam worshipping Superman, and then Lex Luthor develops this whole plan, mm-hmm. basically to make Superman look bad as part of a long-term plan, and that involves pinning Shazam against Superman, and, and Shazam eventually, at the end of that episode, discarding Superman as a hero. Mm-hmm. All of that was like, they did that in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so it's like you can tell a good, a really good and layered Superman and Shazam story. This this wasn't it. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Well, um, 
but yeah, that's just really our thoughts on it. Um, you know, there is a we do want to provide our own knowledge and understanding of Black Adam, what to expect possibly from The Rock's uh, version of it. You know, with this was 20 minutes, we're probably going to get two and a half hours of The Rock playing this guy. So we're going to talk about all that. But before we do, um, we're going to go look out in the sky to make sure that something from 5,000 years ago doesn't come back and hit us on the hill or something. Um, But while we do that, here's a podcast you should listen to from the Forgotten Entertainment family the next time you're not listening to us. Do you like beer? Do you like podcasts? Do you like beer podcasts? Then check out Cracking One Open, a podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every week, we crack open a new craft beer from breweries around the country. And sometimes the world. We'll talk about how it was made, what's in it, the history of the brew, and the brewery. Then we'll give our tasting notes, and while we're finishing up, we'll talk about some of the latest goings-on in the world of pop culture. So check out Cracking One Open with Mike and Elise, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. All right, so Black Adam. Um, you know, we here it is. It's this is this movie has been um been made, delayed. <laughs> I think Ezra Miller might have had some involvement in the delay, you know. <laughs> but through everything, through DC mergers and all, we're finally getting this film. Um so we're just hoping that it is a good film. Um <laughs> But for some context of who he is, Black Adam was created by Otto Binder. Um, also, C.C. Beck and Jerry Ordway was also involved in the creation of, um, of Black Adam. So you actually do see a brief Easter egg in the film of C.C. Beck's name listed on one of the graves, I think. Uh, Black Adam first appeared in December of 1945 in the Marvel Family comic the Mighty Marvels join forces, the Marvel family, and the Baby Marvel number one. That's the full name. I was like to say, is that one title? It is <laughs> all one title. And it was um, basically to serve as like origin stories again for Shazam and the entire Shazam family. At this point, um, I think you might know some of these characters. You had Mary, Mary Marvel. Um, Freddy also gained some... Um, some Shazam powers, and also, of course, Uncle Dudley also gained some Shazam powers as well. You know what, everyone? You get a Shazam. You get a Shazam. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, the entire family got some powers, and this was the wizard's way of giving an introduction and origin story to every single one of these characters. And once he was done doing so, he decided, okay, you know what? Let me tell y'all about the reason why I've assembled you all. This is the Shazam initiative here. Um, it's to fight against Black Adam, who is making his way back to Earth. And I need y'all to be ready for my previous mistake. Um, it is clear that the wizard does not know what he is doing. Yeah, this wizard, I... You know, is there a manual? He sounds like he went to Hogwarts. He sounds like a Hufflepuff. Because he, he's, he's constantly taking L's. Uh, sorry, Hufflepuffs. You get what you get. <laughs> um, but for the most part, this is the first origin story that we've got of Black Adam. Um, it's very short. Uh, honestly, if you, you could probably put this on one poster that is about four by four. And... <laughs> Basically, what happens is that Black Adam, his name was just Adam, 
Um, he was the son of, I believe, one of the pharaohs or connected to a pharaoh. And he was chosen by the wizard because the wizard saw him as a good and noble man. The wizard was telling him that there is evil that is approaching and we and I need a champion to defend the earth of the world against it. So he gave Adam the powers of Shazam. And this is taking place back in um, Kandak, ancient Kandak, or rather Egypt at this time. Um, so he gave him his powers and also gave him the name Teth Adam, which actually meant Mighty Adam. And he sent him on his way to, you know, to save the world. Um, in typical storytelling, ancient folklore, gods, go- gods and monsters kind of fashion, um, Teth Adam, unfortunately, his absolute power co- corrupted him absolutely. And Adam uses his new powers to kill the Pharaoh, take over, and mainly because he was like, yo, I'm the strongest there is, so why do I need to anybody above me? Yeah, Goku wasn't even around to challenge him, so <laughs> you might as well try to take the throne when you can. That That's true. That's true. Yeah, Goku, damn, this would have been the battle. We wouldn't have survived that. Battle of the gods. <laughs> battle of the gods. Um, so the wizard rolls up on him, be like, yo, bro, like, what, what did you do? And, you know, he probably admits that he killed the pharaoh, took over, he did what he had to do. So the wizard flicks his finger and it sends, um, Teth Adam, who he now says, because of the darkness in his heart, I'm gonna call you Chem Adam or Black Adam. Um, I, I think that's ancient Egyptian, I, I don't know. But but he sends him into space 5,000 years away so that in order to choose a new champion before Black Adam can return, because for some reason he couldn't strip the powers from Black Adam's body, there was just, I guess there was a legally binding contract when he created the contract of giving him Shazam powers. You got to read the full thing. All the terms and conditions. (laughs) Uh, So that is the original origin story from 1945. We get a second origin story, which um, most likely The Rock is definitely going to pull from because, you know, he's a, he's a guy that I feel he's a great guy that, you know, I'm not trying to fight The Rock if I ever said anything bad about him. So no bad things about The Rock in this podcast. Yeah, we, we exclusively drink Terramana tequila while <laughs> recording. So don't worry, <laughs> The Rock. We love you. Yes. Um, so in this second origin, um, this is more so from the new 52 Justice League run. Um, you know, as we talked about, this is a Jeff Johns introduction. Um, and it happened. We hear more about this story, this anti-hero story that um, Black Adam has in issues numbers 19 and 20 of those comics. So last time I think we talked about Shazam in the new 52 cents was back in like justice league war and how he actually wasn't even in there but in the movie they were like yo he's in there all the time um this time around he gets introduced as a side character later on in the series starting with like issue number seven that's shazam and basically what happens is that with every end of the comic they provided like two pages of what was happening with shazam during that time so Black Adam appears in like the last set of issues, the last three issues of the of the run, which happened from issues number seven to twenty one, uh, and then this one it provides a pretty strong origin story. Um, Billy found someone or connected again with someone that he saw when he first got his powers at the Rock of Eternity, and that person explains to him the first half of the Black Adam origin story, which was. That Kandok was a country that was overrun by evil. People were like, you know, people were 
um, forced capturing people, forcing them to work, um, scamming them out of their social security payments, all the evil stuff you could think of. Um, they also left the toilet seat up, I think. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably put mayonnaise on their hot dogs, too. Oh, damn, that's just... No, that's that's too evil. That's, I don't know. It sounds like an evil place. <laughs> um, so in that, we have this young boy. We're introduced to this young boy named Aman who gets captured along with his parents. He's forced to work in the, the mines. Um, and then one day, right when he's about to get whipped, this man jumps in to save him. And it turns out to be his uncle. Uh, the two of them are able to escape. But, but during their escape, his uncle um, gets stabbed by a spear. So they're trying to run away, and this is when they get teleported to the Rock of Eternity, where they meet Shazam, the, the wizard, and a bunch of other deities around there. Uh, the groups of wizards, they were in guys, they were like, yo, we, um, we cool with you, Amon, because we recognize that your people and what you've been going through has been really um, terrible. And the wizard was like, I want to choose you to be my champion because there is an impending doom coming. And this is where the first part of the story ends. This is all happening as Billy is now Shazam. So yeah. Billy is just like, he comes face to face with Black Adam. And he goes up to him and be like, yo, like, we kids. Like, I understand it now. He's like, I'm, I'm a child. You a child. Let's just go hang out because, you know, we, we both became our most jacked selves at the age of like 12. And this is when Black Adam grabs him by the neck and tells him that there's actually more to the story that um, they clearly omitted from you. And we jump back over to the Rock of Eternity where Amon is about to get the powers of Shazam. And he's like, my uncle is dying and I want you to give him the powers instead of me because it will save his life. And again, this is such a noble staying from a kid so the wizard is even feeling more proud of the fact that like Amon is such a great person but he's like you can actually do that by once you take my power you can pass on the power through your family so uh the kid says Shazam while sitting next to his uncle and this gets his uncle caught in the lightning so the two of them both become champions of the wizard uh, the gods send them back to the mortal, to the, to the earth in their mortal forms. And this is where a conversation starts happening where, um, his uncle is like, we have so much power now. We can take back and stop the evil that's happening in the world. And the kid's like, yeah. And then his uncle's like, and then we can kill him. And he's like, yeah, hold on a minute now. So the kid's like, there's been so much bloodshed. I don't want to cause any more. Like we could just bring them to justice. You know, this is, Justice Not Vengeance, calling it back to like our new first season. And his uncle's like, all right, cool. I, I hear you. We'll do that. But first off, let's suit up. And they go out to say Shazam. And this is where um, we actually get our WTF moment in comics. Because as they're about to say Shazam, um, as they say Shazam, the lightning bolt is coming down, but Amon's uncle puts his hand out in front of Adam so it blocks him from getting hit by the lightning bolt and then once his uncle transforms he kills Amon. Well, no loose ends. <laughs> well, you know what does the Queen of Fables always say? Always end the bloodline. Yep, yep, yep. 
So this is where um, Billy recognizes that it is not Amon he is talking to, but rather the uncle who has taken on the identity of Black Adam, who also bringing it full circle with the original story arc is sent away to travel to 5,000 years. Um, I do kind of feel like this may be the direction they may be leading in towards in the movie because there have been some scenes in the, um, in the trailers in which The Rock is holding a young child. So it is possible that it could be that he's either holding this kid because he saves him in the mines or because he unalives him. Yeah, that'd be a twist. <laughs> like, oh, I'm devastated because I had to. I wanted to steal the powers, but I wanted to cut up the loose ends. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what we're gonna expect from the origin story. So uh, another good question that does come up is, um, you know, Shazam's. We're talking about Billy Bass and his powers come from the Greek gods. Uh, because Egyptians had their own set of gods. Here is a full list of um, how Black Adam actually got his powers and from what gods. So we got, he gets his stamina from Shu. This is the Egyptian god of air. Um, he gets his speed from Heru, which is the Egyptian god of the sky and victory personified. That's a pretty cool god power. Mm-hmm. Um, his strength is from Amon. Um, no connection to Legend of Korra, but except for the director here. Um, and this is, he's considered the king of all the gods and with the domain over virility and the breath of life. Uh, his wisdom comes from Zehuti. Um, this is the Egyptian god of magic and writing. Uh, his power, the ability to shoot lightning bolts and all that comes from the, the god Atan. This is the Egyptian god of the solar disk and creation itself. And finally, we have his courage from Mehen which is the serpent god who faced against the demon Apep to protect the sun. Um, so the god's names is where he's getting the powers from, not the actual powers themselves. It's like Shu, Heru, Aman, Zehiti, Atan, and Mehen. And there's now lightning coming from my sky. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, why is your hand out in front of me? Are you trying to steal the powers too? <laughs> All right, well, that is Black Adam in a nutshell. Um, again, we have not seen the movie yet, so things may change. You know, The Rock is a very creative fella, so excited to see what to expect from this new version of this DCEU film. How does it connect to the rest of the DCEU films? Will Ezra Miller be, you know, causing some trouble in this one? We don't know, uh, but we are excited to see uh, Black Adam uh, coming through in the live action. I am going to predict that at one point, someone is going to get hit by a steel chair. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a safe bet for the movie. And I'm looking forward to the moment where that happens. Maybe Hawkman does it. Maybe, maybe uh, I, I don't know what the the heroine superpowers are, Cyclone. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she can do. So maybe it's a storm of metal chairs. Right. Straight at, straight at Black Adam. And that might defeat him. <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm i hope all that happens actually <laughs> i'm also going to include that i hope that the rock also does a people's elbow on somebody <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh well that wraps up black adam our episode on black adam um this is stay tuned we're going to be hopping back into our sweet sour season until then take care of yourselves and remember that it is easier to steal lightning from a kid than it is to steal candy from a baby <laughs> And if you get interviewed for an article in a diner about a vague social issue you're experiencing, 
at least get paid for it. You know, at, at least get a little money, because damn. 